Thanks for joining a couple of 90s kids. You're listening to Stuck in My Generation. Well, I guess it would be nice <laughs> if I can touch your body. Yeah. Not everybody has a body like me. Oh, gotta think twice. <laughs> Yeah. The DJ part's the best part. (laughs) So, if you couldn't tell already, it's Limp Biscuit Night at the Stuck of My Generation Studio Shack. That's right. Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) We listen to all of it. Why did we why did we do this, Hicks? Do you do you recall why we decided to dive into a deep pile of biscuit? I, I don't know. I would probably guess because of the recent Lollapalooza. I think that is the reason. I think that's what yeah, we attribute this to. And man, that was good. It was good shit. But I went on record as saying they're good in concert because I saw them and was shocked. So, What year was that? Oh, man, I just looked that up the other day. It was a summer sanitarium tour. Yeah. Let's see. Metallica. It's going to drive me nuts if I don't look it up. Look Sanitarium it up. tour. I think it was after 2000. Mm-hmm. Summer of 2000. So it was, okay. it was the, oh, a second edition was held during the summer of 2003. Okay. Which one was, what was the lineup in 2000 and what was the lineup? Okay, 2000. Okay, so it was 2003 because 2000 was corn. Kid Rock, Power Man 5000, and System of a Down. <laughs> okay. But I've, System of a Down. System of a Down would have been cool. I'd, I've seen them, though, as well at OzFest, so I nice. got to sit through a lot of other shit. Yeah. Corn, uh, I would have sliced my throat. Well, maybe not in 2000. 2000, I might have been okay with Corn a little bit. Yeah. Kid Rock, there was never a point where I would have been okay with that show. Yeah. Uh, half his band has COVID now, and he's cussing about that. Like, I'd still do it if they'd let me. Like, Okay, oh, Kid really? Rock, you fucking tough ass. Yeah. Power Man 5000, that was a joke. You was, remember them? Was that like Rob Zombie's brother? brother? Yeah, yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, that was a joke. Yeah. Uh, man, that was just terrible shit. Yeah. I mean, Power Man 5000 is... That's pretty, that's a bad name. That's a pretty bad name. Yeah, that's, I think so too. Like, you, you, you just... It You're just made, asking for it. Yeah, and it's like if they would have made something good, you'd be like, holy shit, Power Man 5000 makes good music, but no, that... Alas, <laughs> yeah. that was not the case. Yeah, I don't think I've ever not seen it at all. I've never seen anybody rocking a Power Man 5000 t-shirt. I have not either. <laughs> yeah. Not even Rob Zombie. <laughs> not even Rob Zombie's mom. No. Mom's no. like, uh-uh. She either, I don't wear that shit. Give me a, give me a white zombie shirt. Yeah. But yeah, 2003, Limp Biscuit, Lincoln Park, Deftones, Mudvayne. That was definitely the show. That was the one. Okay, good. That was that, good that deal. one. Good stuff, good times. But... Yeah. So our experience with Limp Biscuit. What's your experience before we did this episode, Hicks? Um, I actually bought this first album. Uh, went into a local music store without hearing this album. The very first album, uh, the cover art, kind of got my interest in the cover of. Uh, faith, I thought this album cover art kind of contradicts the contradicts contradicts the I can't talk um, contradicts the cover song faith. 
So yeah. I thought, uh, you know, I, I want to see what these guys are about. Yeah. And uh, and the the name kind of inter- interested me. Was yeah. interesting to I can't fucking talk. Bubba, dubba, dubba, dubba. All you got to do is say, yeah. Yeah, I can't talk tonight. I'm it's okay. sorry. Well, we're talking about Limp Biscuit, so it's going to go hand in hand. <laughs> That's right. It's fine. So I thought, I want to see what this band's about. And a lot of people, a lot of my buddies gave me shit about it. Oh, you bought a Limp Biscuit CD. That sounds I bought it. stupid. And then, like three weeks later, they were all rocking red, out to Red Cat backwards. And I was like, "You guys aren't up on this shit. Right. You're just giving me a hard time That's because right. you don't know about it." I know my shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I had the first album. Uh, I, I actually wore it out. I really enjoyed that that first album. And I don't want to. I want to save some stuff for the discussion. But man, back to that Lollapalooza, you know. The concert, man, that was really good. I re- fun. I bet I watched that six times. Yeah, I bet. I just had it playing in the background. The more, I'm more interested in the. I thought Fred Durst was a little bit more. I don't want to say mature. I mean, what the, the dad look would suggest that. That would but, suggest but that. Besides that, his demeanor did seem more mature. But at the same time, motherfucker's like 51. Yeah. He should be. Yeah, he, he, he should, should be. be. He should be. He didn't seem as douchey. No, it's what I thought. Yeah. Um. It just. It was a really good concert, and that kind of pulled me back in a little bit, just because I was kind of in a rut right. with what I've been listening to lately. I am right now. And yeah, I am too. But I want to say this: I am not a fan of the Nookie slash frat boy rock. No. Fred Durst. No. I'm or not a or big, in general, I'm not frat a big, boy rock. I'm not a big fan of that no. shit. No. But the the way that he was steering that crowd in that recent concert, I mean, it was, I really dug it. I really enjoyed it. That That's um, one of those things they do well. They're, they're an entertaining act. Yeah. I think Fred Durst is, I think he's smart. Yeah. Do I think he's a good songwriter? No. No. I think there are some catchy hooks. With a Definitely. lot of garbage in between those catchy hooks, uh, some of the stuff is kind of embarrassing. But uh, we'll get into that. And and, and West Borland, I mean, it's kind of uh, what a weird combination. It doesn't make sense. No, but I kind of I like it just because Fred's not like Wes. You have to wear Adidas jumpsuit and a hat on backwards right. to go with the flow. Right. Fred's like, Wes, you do your shit. Yeah. And yeah. Wes is like, Fred, you do your shit. And Fred's and like, you know I work. fucking will. Yeah. And this is a good band. I mean, they had some decent grooves. I, it's I, not a real technical. No, it's not a real technical And thing. even Wes Borland makes fun of the Limp Biscuit grooves. Right. I heard him in an interview saying, you know, right. it's just not hard to play. No. You know, anybody no. can play this shit. For Wes. Yeah. For Wes. I got to say, uh, I think it's John Otto is the drummer. Okay. Right? I believe. Uh, I, I, I think that uh, John Otto. You're right. you're right. I think he sounds really good. Man, he's good. My bad. We didn't have any sound there. Sound is on the live stream. We had it on the recording, but not the live stream. It's doing that crap again. Okay. But uh, and anyways, yeah, John Otto, I think he's a fairly solid drummer. It's good shit. I mean, he, he seems to be, he, yeah, good drums. The DJ don't seem half bad. I'm going to throw this out right now. 
and we this is our favorite guy from this band and then we'll start talking albums and and yeah. you know what our hope is to get out of this podcast about limp biscuit but west borland is considered to be kind of a I, i've seen him called legendary really yeah i have okay i i love the guy yeah i don't see i, I don't understand like I, I like him a lot and i like the sounds that he makes with his guitar sure but since Limp Biscuit holds him back as a musician, I have no idea how good of a guitar player that he is. That's a very good observation. I have no clue how good he is. Right. Because he doesn't play anything technical. Right. That that, that would be like a next tier kind of level. Yeah. I have no idea how good of a guitarist he really is because with Limp Biscuit, it's it's like, you know, it, it's just power chord. It's just heavy power chords yeah some weird sounds that he makes this kind of original kind of tom morello like weird stuff that he does well i heard him say in an interview before they had a dj it was he took it upon himself to put place those fillers in right uh, instead of a dj with his guitar you know yeah. making those yeah funky and he's and i mean obviously he's talented yeah i don't know i don't know how talented you know i yeah. don't i don't really know yeah i did hear in a recent interview he was talking about your boy Yingwei, and he said Yingwei news. Yeah, that's, he said that's I'm. Talent. He said I'm not a technical player like that. He yeah. said I I can't do that. Huh. You know, and you know I thought it was kind of cool that he. I don't know. I bet he does. I bet he also doesn't give himself enough credit. Though, that's too. what I was getting ready to say. I bet he doesn't either. But you know, I've, you know, in some of the concert footage I've watched, you know, he's he'll throw in a few different riffs in there. I've heard right ministry riffs. I've heard old old ass metallica riffs yep and it's kind of neat and Guns i'll tell you, and roses i'll tell you yeah. another good thing about uh, that i thought was neat about uh some of the concert footage was he would lead the song fred would be you know talking or some shit and west borland would just start the song he would just start playing a riff right and the band would just kick in and i thought that was really neat it's it's just like a it's like a a band's own language, you know. Right. They know they're talking without talking. You know, I've seen that with the Black Keys. I've seen that with Keith Richards and rest in peace, Charlie Watts. Oh man, what a all oh, that sucked. I yeah. hate to go off subject. No, man, my my, my wife's devastated. My wife and her best friend had just bought tickets to go see the stage. Oh no, shit! In Nashville. No shit. Traveling to Nashville. Now, they already knew that Charlie Watts probably wasn't going to be there. I read that, yeah. But they bought him before he passed. So now it's kind of a, like, first things first, complete sadness. Charlie Watts seemed like one of the coolest dudes just down to earth. Oh, just yeah. One of the classiest men of rock. Yeah. You know, and he just went out and did his job. And he was like the James Bond of drummers. I mean, yeah. just a classy, just like yeah. you said, just a clean. Classy. Yeah. And I saw the Stones. It was probably six, seven years ago. Um, first time I'd ever seen them. Best concert I'd ever seen. And I mentioned this to you offline. And I hate to get off subject, but I like to show them a little bit of respect. We got all the time in the world. The smallest. We're most, talking about Limp Biscuit. We got we're time. We're talking about. <laughs> Charlie Watts had the smallest, most minimal drum kit I'd ever yeah. seen. Yeah. And had the biggest fucking sound. Yeah. That just filled the arena. Mm -hmm. And I thought, how is he getting that sound? And he was just laughing. I mean, like yeah. he was tying a shoe. 
and just so made it look so easy. Been doing it forever, yep. but man, I hated to, I, I hated to hear that. Me I too. Didn't. And but I get what you're saying. Like we were again. I'm gonna mention Dave Grohl. Yeah. But part of what makes him the drummer he is, like I think I I have identified, which a ton of people have. He hits the drums so fucking hard. Yeah. Like Dave Grohl beats the shit out of those drums and creates sure. a big sound. Sure. Charlie Watts, it's almost like he knows exactly where to hit the drum head with the stick to sure. get the best sound out of it. Like the technical jazz trained musician that knows the exact spot on those drums to get the sound he wants. Like, yeah, he, he had a, a Meg White setup. Yeah, and exactly. sounded like John Bonham, you know, like just yeah, crazy. And I'll tell you, I'll give you another example before we jump into Limp Biscuit. The Black sorry, Keys. Meg White. The Black Keys. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. The Black Keys. Their Austin City Limits performance. I watched it, and the way that they communicated without talking was just so fucking unreal. Oh, those two dudes are and like that minimal two atoms. Yeah, it's like they're the same person yeah. but they're different. But just a just a minimal drum kit and the way they were feeding off of each other, it was just really interesting. And back to West Borland, I think that he was kind of leading with the riffs. Okay, it's time to go and the band would kick in. It's just it's just a really neat type of communication. Yeah. I, I really like that. Not everyone has that. It's a bond. Yeah. 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 Not everyone has that. Limp Biscuit has that. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Let's yeah. get started talking about Limp Biscuit. <sighs> okay. Yeah. All Unless right. you had something else to say. I didn't mean no, to catch you no, off. No, no. No, I'll add that uh part part of the reason we did this too, like Hick said, mm -hmm. we watched I've watched that Lollapalooza performance as well. And we we got we both got a, a just a sense of Limp Biscuit might be able to re-succeed yeah. if they came out with a new album and did a new tour in 2021. <laughs> I was just thinking, I was thinking about some of these albums. I'm sorry. Keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, that, they, pro they could, and I'm not trying to be straight dick, uh, but, you know, this the world keeps getting a little fucking more shallow and yeah a little more simple and i'm sure there's not every community is that way i'm sure there are exceptions to the rule there's a lot of smart young folks coming up in the world and but i mean as a whole all and i'm not talking about new generations i'm not here to be like these children today these kids <laughs> no 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 Senior citizens are also on Facebook, believing everything they read. Oh my listening gosh! Yeah. To, listening to and watching shit that you wouldn't imagine your grandparents or your parents listening to or watching or saying. Like everyone's getting a little stupider thanks to the internet and social media. Sure, so, I agree with that. So it's like Limp Biscuit could possibly come back and have a heyday. Might be their time to shine. Yeah, because I mean, you know, some of the artists that are super popular today, they're shining because. People love that stupid shit. Oh, yeah. So, And you know, with this concert, as soon as I watched it, I hopped online to see what their concert concert dates were, their yeah. upcoming concerts. And my son was cracking up. He said, what are you looking at that for? What you got? Oh, my goodness. What's wrong? Somebody on Twitch, uh, first comment from Twitch in a while, mm -hmm. someone says, the world is going to end. No one knows when, but it will. <laughs> and when it does, people will run, scream, 
I will be looking at the world fall and lose its faith as cities burn and people die. And I tried to say, no, 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 no. This is basically a Bible scripture. Thank you for that. Hmm? Thanks for, uh, you know, throwing some great morbid shit at this show tonight. The world's going to end and Fred Durst will probably be the first one getting zapped up to heaven going, yeah, I made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kevin's Gates. Break stuff. God's like, don't break that vase. Fred's like, yeah. That was strange. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. We're all going to die. We're all, we're all heading in the same direction. Yep. Life has no rewind. It's all just one, you know, extended play. Yeah, and before the world ends, I would like to see Limp Biscuit live. There you go. And my I'll kid, go with you. And I want you to be there I'll too. Go. My kid was cracking up saying, What are you doing looking up Limp Biscuit concert dates? And I said, Man, I, I have to see them live at least one time. Entertainment value. Yeah. I was telling you before the show. Me and my wife, we were watching Trace Adkins videos all morning, <laughs> not because we think the music is good, but because of the entertainment value. Okay. We were cracking up because this guy was entertaining us and he didn't take himself seriously, which this is part of the theme of this episode. I don't think Fred takes himself seriously either. Maybe a little, yeah. but not completely. I think yeah. Fred knows that he is just a goofy, I, I honestly kind of think he's genius, especially if he doesn't I think- do too. If he doesn't take himself seriously, I really think he's quite ahead of the game because this band should not have made it. I agree. They should not have made it. They should mm-hmm. not be famous. They shouldn't be very popular. They shouldn't have a string of hits. Mm-hmm. But they know how to write catchy songs, and they knew how to appeal to the frat boy community and the, yeah you know, just after grunge was gone, somebody had to step in which new metal stepped in mm-hmm. and had to, you know, kind of grab some of those fans and be like, listen, the good shit's gone, but we're here to entertain you. Yeah. We're here to say really goofy shit mm-hmm. and talk about how we just want to get laid with, with kind of throwing it back to the eighties. Cause Motley Crue, those songs, all that shit was oh, so yeah. cheesy. It was bad. Yeah. And, and new metal and Limp Biscuit took it to a new level. Like we're not going to be so outright and say, you know, uh, do a white snake video, but we're going to call it Nookie. We're going to do the same thing, but we're going to call it the Nookie. Yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna make it frat boyish and make it uh, make the '80s rock new again with some rapping, some rhyming, some heaviness. Like we're gonna da- do put all the rock you've heard the last two decades in a blender, throw some Method Man and Red mm-hmm. Man in there, mm-hmm. and see what we can come up with. And they come uh, up with success. Yeah, a lot of special guests. A lot of special guests. A lot of surprising special guests. We'll lot, get there. A, a whole shit ton of rappers apparently think Lip Biscuit are pretty fun. And, and I solid. think, and, and it was surprising, but I think that was part of uh, Fred Durst, as you'd mentioned earlier, being smart and pulling in some special guests to help kind of, what do you see? Man, I got to read these comments. This no, is read them. This is insane. This is this is fun stuff. So we got the Bible scripture. Yes. Same dude. We destroy the world and blame it on others while it's our mistake and we can't take fucking responsibility. Oh, always good to have fucking right there in that Bible scripture. Fucking responsibility <laughs> while we destroy everyone and everything around us. Nature treats us like kings and queens while we piss on it. We piss on it. Man. So bad for this guy. He's hurting inside. We got to uh, we we got to take advantage and live this life while we got it. Which is why me and Hicks are going to go see Limp Biscuit. That's right. Entertainment. 
That's do right. Do some entertainment. I'm there. That crowd was having a blast. They were having a blast. I wanted to be there. I, I wanted to be in that crowd. I wanted to be there as well. Fred was slinging free T-shirts. He was talking about environmental issues. Yeah. He was talking about uh, some people that had been uh, recently passed away, some artists. He was re- showing respect towards them. It was some pretty good stuff. It I was. To- it was. And and dude on Twitch, by the way, not cracking on you, I, I understand. Kind of agree with a lot of what you're saying. Uh, and, and at the same time, just live your best life and be kind to people. Yep. Uh, rule number one. Yep. But uh, live your best life while being kind. Don't don't step on anybody to, to live your best life. I don't think Lip Biscuit stepped on anybody. They actually brought Stained up in the world. Like, my wife was talking about how terrible <sighs> Stained was. I was like, you can thank Fred Durst for that. <laughs> yeah. Because I think I read that Fred Durst mm-hmm. uh, and company went to a concert, a small concert, and the opening act for this band that wasn't popular at all was Stained. And Fred Durst is like, yeah, <laughs> bring them in. Bring them in, record them. Next thing you know, Aaron Lewis in a country boy hat singing country tunes. But my experience with Limp Biscuit, first couple albums, I heard the first one. I bought it just like you did. Sure. At that time, I was young and stupid and coming sure. off this grunge letdown where all my favorite bands were gone. Yeah. And uh, all I had left was the punk that I grew up with. Sure. And then these bands like Corn and Limp Biscuit and System of Down come around. New metal. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I think System of Down is the best of the bunch oh, when it I comes agree. to new metal. I agree. And at the same time, the longevity, I have a hard time listening to them now as opposed to back in the day. Sure. But they are the best band to come out of that Great band. second wave of 90s rock. But I listened to that first album, and I had significant other, I think. I didn't wear out that next album, but uh, I did wear out the $3 bill, y'all. Mm-hmm. So I was actually excited to get to that album yeah. to find out how it held up. Like I said, we when we do this podcast, it's to deep dive the whole discography and see what we may have missed. And there was a lot of opportunity for us to find things we missed because I didn't listen to Results May Vary at all. Never okay. heard it. Uh, I didn't listen to Gold Cobra at all. I had never heard it. I barely listened to the Unquestioned Truth Part 1, which mm-hmm. I did include that in here. I did, too. Um, I didn't listen to Chocolate Starfish all the way through. I just heard the hits. So, really, it just it just was the first couple albums, sure. mainly being the first. So, I feel like this definitely uh, deserved a deep dive, especially considering they made headlines. And I saw a guy on uh, YouTube the other day talking about how genius it was for Fred Durst to simply change his look to a dad look that's brilliant <laughs> that shit was on cnn son how brilliant you gotta be to get on cnn <laughs> they're like fred durst has a new look like because it shows so shocking that a dude in a backwards red ball cap now yeah. has a dad wig on people are asking like is it a hair? is it a wig motherfuckers it's a wig it's a wig yeah one that he's you can see where he's bald at over the last 10 years. You can yeah. see where hair does not grow. Yeah. Two, there's shadows in that wig. It's a wig. <laughs> yeah. Quit debating on whether it's a wig or hair. It's a wig, and he looks pretty cool. Yeah, it makes I me feel so young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, yeah, i very interested to see if they could be successful in 2021. Let me speak you a new metal intro I wrote just for this show. Okay. It's time to sit down for Limp Biscuit, folks. 
Say three days grace and have a new metal meal comprised of corn-stained limp skillet biscuits <laughs> with a side of mushroom head. Gets the mm. saliva going like a five-finger death punch that just seethers out like a drowning pool of God-smacking deliciousness. <laughs> That's good stuff. It's time for Limp Biscuit, y'all. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Good job. $3 yeah. bill. Uh, the intro. This is something the band likes doing. They yeah. like their intros they and like outros. Their- this intro to me sounded like a hidden track on the album Undertow by Tool. Wow, good. Yeah. Good observation. Good. Let, let the let the rabbits wear hats or carrots wear glasses. I don't remember what all that shit was on Creepy, undertow. creepy preaching type yeah. of Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very like, undertowish. And I and yeah. another thing on this band, I feel like they wore their influences on their sleeve in a big way at first. Uh, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So intro, I don't have thoughts. Do you have thoughts? My only thought was it sounded like the hidden track on Undertow. It kinda got my attention a little bit, you know. Other than that, I really don't have anything about the anything to say about the intro. No. Pollution track two, weird Deftones screamy shit. Okay. With an annoying ending. Uh, I I felt the Deftones influence immediately, and that's going to play a factor in the the uh, review process for a while on this band. Heavy Deftones influence to me. Did you? What do you think about pollution? Uh. I really enjoyed the opening guitar groove. Uh, the vocals, well, you will never understand. I just, I like that energy. Yeah. Uh, still screaming into the mic when the music was finished. Uh, Warty. Yeah. Warty. Warty. Oh, he's with us. He's with us. What's up, buddy? I feel so blessed. Yeah. That's the part that annoyed me, too. And somebody, Fred, shut up. Yeah. Like, it was, man, that's annoying. It was, yeah, a little bit of overkill. It was. Counterfeit, track three. I just wrote this is really bad. Screaming, screamy, weird junk. There's a lot of noise. I, I, two songs in, mm-hmm. I'm like, why was I listening to this when I was younger? Yeah. Cause it just like at least a couple songs in just sucked. Yeah. I just thought it sucked in a big bad way. And I was hoping to not do that. And I'm not going to do it for the whole time. Yeah. My voice <laughs> yeah. got like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it for the whole time. But I mean, this album, I was very surprised when I got through the first couple tracks. I was like, man, I'm not feeling this at <laughs> really, all. And, yeah. I, and I wore my copy out too back in the yeah. day. Yeah. Maybe I just angsty needed that heavy because the, the riffage on this is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's heavy. It's yeah. deep. It, it sounds good. Yeah. That's about all, all that I have to say about the first two tracks is the riffage is solid. But other than that, it's like, man, it's the, the, the song structures are just bad. Yeah. The track Counterfeit, this is probably my favorite track on this album, which isn't saying a whole lot. Um, this isn't an album. I listened to it a few times recently. This isn't an album that you can, I don't want to say it's timeless, I think it was good back in the day, you know, today. It's it's okay. I kind of, the first time I listened to it, you know, I've started buying uh, vinyl, and I thought, I'm going to buy this on vinyl. And the second time I listened to it, the high kind of dropped down a little bit, and I thought, I don't think this is vinyl worthy. So, I don't know. That's true. I don't, yeah, I can't see that having a much of a better quality on vinyl just because it's so noisy. I, I feel so old saying that. It's so noisy, this yeah. album was. Yeah. There's track, a lot going on. There is. Track four, Stuck. Uh, my notes say I despise this. Okay. 
But I, I did get a kick, and I always have got a kick out of, I don't know the full lyrics, folks, but it's like, something, something, ask it at your ass, I'll be blasting. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. why are we talking about ass blasting on an ass album? Blaster. Like, are we talking about ass blasting outward, ass blasting inward? Are we punching someone in the face and calling that ass blasting? To me, it just sounded very peculiar that he wanted to be blasting some ass, but yeah. he's not talking about any, you know, females like he does in most of the songs. He's talking about being mad and ass blasting. It's like, I've never heard that term when it comes to threatening someone. It's your ass You're I'll be blast. blasting. And that's where we were in a, introduced to some of the shitty lyrics. Yes. The, let's just, whatever rhymes, whether it makes sense or not. Yeah. Let's yeah. just piece that together. Yeah. Uh, That's track, what it is. The track number four stuck. All I wanted was a Pepsi. Shout out to <laughs> Suicidal Tendencies, which I wore that album out. Right. I actually, right. you know, when I was a kid, I would mow the grass and listen to that album. I was mowing grass two days ago, and I was listening to that album still. So hey, I, I kind of appreciated that. Whether mu- it was, Music and things have their places together. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're mowing grass, Suicidal Tendencies pop in your head. It's yeah. one of those things. Yeah, makes sense. So I I kind of enjoyed that enjoyed that little shout out. Nobody loves me. The next track is okay. You know, didn't really do a whole lot for me. No, it it's my notes are pretty harsh on this one too. Uh, I I just wrote is this the same song I just heard the last three tracks? There's there's just not a lot of. There's not a lot going on here. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I I think it was good during that time, but today it's just kind of, I don't know. Maybe it stayed the same and I've changed. I don't know. Yeah, I just wasn't wasn't really digging it. This this album so far is is falling super-duper flat for me. Super, super-duper flat. I was was very scared. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do because it's been a long time since I've heard this shit. I, I knew it didn't stay completely the same, but I thought besides the hits on some of the upcoming albums, mm-hmm. please tell me it's not the same as what I've been listening to on this album. So the song Sour mm-hmm. started to change my tone a little bit. I like the guitar. Mm-hmm. The like, kind of like slap. Sure, yeah. Funky like, groove. Yeah, it was funky groove. It was mm-hmm. different. It wasn't just, you know, wide open drop D, full strums, one finger on the fret fucking noise which i love playing like that because that's a lot of tool shit mm-hmm. but i mean it, it was just not there was some technicality there there was some originality there i was like this song is okay best song off the album so far but i'm still not super impressed what did you think about sour uh sour i have my notes a funky uh intro groove it was a fun song and that was a that's a nice way of saying that's okay so yeah, yeah, it was it was fine. I started to watch the video the other day, and uh, it yeah, nothing. The videos in the early going were nothing to speak of, especially on this album. Okay, stalemate song seven. Mm-hmm. I again neat guitar opening. I kind of enjoyed the opening of the song, but then it goes down downhill really fast into like this bad heavier three eleven territory. Three eleven. I thought of three eleven. Yeah. I thought of 311, which I'm not a kind big of, fan of 311. I'm not either, and it didn't age well either. If you go back and listen to 311 now, which oh. I did last week out of curiosity, <laughs> yeah. I was like, ooh, yeah. ooh, that's bad. 
Yeah, I bet so. Fun, fun tidbit. Uh, a, a gal at work, a gal at work, I tell you, <laughs> asked me, uh, I work in the banking industry, and she asked me what a POD was, which is payable on death. Uh-huh. And I was like, um, I was band. like, it's a really crappy new metal band. <laughs> and I explained it all to her, and she just looked at me with a blank stare, like, never mind. Like, nobody knows who POD Youth is. Youth of a Nation. Youth what of a that Nation. That's other... what was. We are, we yeah. are. Yeah. Oh, so bad. I've done work for somebody who was in that video. I said, I wouldn't tell anybody. I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't tell a soul that. Yeah, you, I man, wouldn't. I was in that pot, POD video. Like, what <laughs> the fuck? You, you were in a, you were in a, PO, a POV video? Like on, <laughs> POV. I love POV. That's my favorite kind, dog. Like, no, POD. Like, you mean not the kind where the camera never shows you, but just shows the penetration? No, no, no. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. The song Clunk, track eight. I got this is just noise. Yeah, it was just noise, but I'm I, I've noticed a pattern up to this point. Good opening groups, except for not this song, but a few of the songs. Yeah, you know, I think we both agree that there are some good opening. Oh, definitely grooves that definitely take the wrong turn. Uh, clunk. It was just noise. Faith. Maybe that's why it was called clunk. I guess. But. Maybe faith. Uh, like I said earlier, seeing this is why I bought this album as a kid. Me too. Just because the track didn't align with the cover art. I wanted to know what was going on. Yep. You know, it was Which again, a, genius on Fred's part. It was. It was. And I heard Wes Borland didn't want to, didn't want to do this track. I, I, and that makes me question him a little bit because <laughs> yeah. I can't lie. This is my favorite track on the album. Is it? Yeah. And I just thought it was brilliant. I thought the version they did of this song was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Not the music itself. The idea. Yeah. The like, how do we get people to notice us? We take a George Michael song. Sure. And we scream. Sure. But not at first. We do it normally. And then, you know, Fred sounds fine on this track. It's like his voice isn't terrible. You know, it was, it was catchy. It was fun. Well, he was successful. It, it, he took yeah. my money back in the day. Took mine, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I was kind of impressed the more I think about it. So, can't lie. I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Hearing it again after all these years, I was like, oh, yeah, this is fun. Yeah. You know, it's not great. Not about mm-hmm. to go pound on people's doors be like, dude, you got to hear Faith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it was it was fun. Track 10, Stink Finger. Stink Finger. My initial thought before even hearing the song was like, is this a tool parody? That's what I thought. <laughs> stink Fist, Stink yeah, Finger. That's what I thought. And then you got Deftones vocals all throughout it, like okay. hollowing, like, like just Deftones vocals, and then a lot of noise. So, I mean, I wasn't impressed by any means, but it wasn't as bad as the first half of the album, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I didn't really have anything beyond this. Uh, track number 13, Everything. I oh, wait. This, oh, okay. You didn't have anything for Indigo Flow or Leech. No, I didn't have anything. Uh, yeah, I didn't have anything for that, really. I'll didn't fill do. in, I'll fill in the gap super fast. Go ahead. Take Nothing your time. Nothing important to say. Take your time. Indigo Flow, I wrote, Rap Fred is better than Screaming Fred, but only by a little. Yeah. Leech, that was just noise. So now we can go to everything. Everything I had, this isn't like any other track on this album. Certainly was not. I thought it's a, not a, it's a bad version of the Chili Peppers meets a bad version of the Doors. Kind hmm. of. Interesting uh, take. Yeah. Just not as good. Definitely not as good. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was like them, I, I wrote Artsy Biscuit. 
Like they were trying okay. to be an artsy Limp Biscuit. Yeah. I feel like a couple times on this album, they're sort of testing the audience. Like, hey, we sure. re- we reeled you in with faith. Uh, we got those hardcore kids with some of the heavy shit and the screaming. We got some of the rap kids with this. To- uh, what, episode or two ago, I talked about making an album of all different genres. Limp Biscuit did this shit. Yeah, they did. They yeah. just did it on every song. Like, let's throw a little bit of this in for this crowd, this in for that crowd. Da, 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 da. Yeah. On the last track, let's see if we can be artsy and see if we can get a cult classic hit. Yeah. It didn't work. It didn't song work. sucked. Yeah. Uh, my final thoughts were this album sucks really bad. Just fucking terrible. But back in the day, it got me. Hook, line, and sinker got me into Biscuit Land. Sure. And I bought the one after. So, significant other. Did you like anything about this album, or did you just kind of feel it sucked along with me? The first album, yeah. or the yeah, it was just okay. Like yeah. I said, it wasn't a it wasn't a timeless album. It doesn't, oh god, no, I don't think so. No, no, I would uh, I, I will go on record right now, actually saying this is to me, uh, it's their worst album. I think this is their worst one. Okay, like just just after listening to all of them. I'll, I'll kind of rank them as I go just because it's fun talking about Limp Biscuit. Okay. I hate this album. Okay. I, I hate this album. Faith is fun, but just they, I just don't feel like it was they they didn't they didn't find themselves on this album. They okay. they found a way to get famous on this album and then they slowly became who they are. Yeah. This was an influences album to me. It was kind of a you know take all the things I like and you know copy them and make an album and it worked and congratulations to them. Significant other intro, better than the last intro. That's my notes on the intro. Sure, yeah, I agree with that statement. Song two, just like this, I wrote this song is better than the whole last album, which isn't saying much. What a groove from the rhythm section. No shit. What a groove. Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally agree. Every time I say yeah normally, I'm going to hate myself on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, it was encouraging from the get-go. I was like, okay, this band has found themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not saying this is some good shit. I'm saying this band has found themselves in mm-hmm. a way. So just like this, I was like, okay, I'm pleasantly surprised. It's not just noise. There's actually song structure here. Way to go, Fred and company. Yeah. Track three, Nookie. Come on! It's a classic! It's a classic! It's not serious. He can't be serious. If he's serious, he just... I don't want to say anything too damning. If he meant to be serious on this album, they never should have went any further. But I don't think he was. Yeah, I don't this, think he was. This seriously. is a radio hit. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, it's got a nice bass line. Boom, 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 boom. The lyrics are dreadfully horrible. This is a damn good jam. Exactly. The music, the guitar. The drums. It's so good. Yeah, Fred fucked it up by putting lyrics to it. He that is just, my exact notes. Yeah. Durst honestly ruined this. He did. Song. Yeah, but at the same time, he didn't. Yeah. Because it got him fucking paid. They made a shit ton of money on this album. They... they it, <sighs> Something genius. Oh, I know. Something I know. genius about it. I know what it. you're like, saying. The song sucks ass. Yeah. But you have to give credit where credit is due these guys knew how to get famous. Yeah, they this knew song, how to get attention. People love this song. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it too. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate it. I, it's so bad and it's so shitty. And, you know, when you hear it, it's satire. It's like it's instant smile like all this shit. It, it's, 
Suck a look a sand, fucked him in the head. Nah. <laughs> it's so bad lyrically, yeah. but it is such a jam otherwise. And it's oh, it's a great groove. Like yeah. I said, it's it's a it's yeah. great. It's, but it is it is Limp Biscuit, and it's one of those defining songs. I mean, it's one of those things when you hear it, you know, you know what it is from the opening. Oh yeah, note. yeah. You know, it's that. It, it was that popular, so it's sure. Got to give a little bit of credit to him just for that. Sure. And then they followed up with break stuff. Frat boy jam. Frat boy jam. Oh my god! Ridiculous I lyrics. I hate it. If I saw it live, I, it'd probably make me move a little bit. Yeah, it would. You know, I'd move I, gar- with the I guarantee it would because it impressed me live when I went. Yeah, I was but... probably sitting in this fucking stadium, and I guarantee, even though I was so pissed that I had to sit through this band. Yeah. Thank God there weren't. There wasn't camera phones back then or good camera phones (laughs) because somebody may have caught me and posted on youtube of me (laughs) listening to break stuff and i would not doubt if i was in the in the stands doing this give me something to break yeah Yeah. i might have got into it i'll tell you what i struggle with is is some of the uh it's not believable to me I don't oh, think God, Fred no. Durst is going to go break some shit. I like real shit. I don't think Fred Durst can kick anyone's ass. I don't think he can either. Um, but I think he's, I mean, that's the way of promoting this band. I think that was his mission. He didn't want to really kick anyone's ass. He just wanted to get paid. He he accomplished his goal. Yeah, but man, I, uh, like it's, I said. It's it, shitty. Yeah. Bad it just Yeah. I don't know. Track number five, re- did you have anything else about Break Stuff? Nope. Okay. Track number five, Rearranged. This is my favorite off the album. I've got that Fred sings, and it's okay that he sings. Yeah. And I, I put that this album benefits from the last best song so far. Uh, or this album benefits from the last album, and because of that, this is the best song so far. So rearranged to me, best song I've heard by Limp Biscuit at this point. Good, yeah. I was, you know, he actually sang. It wasn't completely goofy. It wasn't completely ridiculous. It was like, okay, this is uh, this is like a good band's worst song. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, which is good for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry, Fred. Track number six, I'm Broke. This is so bad. I got, again, it's not good, but it's leaps and bounds better than the last album. So okay. I mean, still, I'm 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 trying to. The genius of Fred Durst comes to play again because he's like, I'm gonna reel you in with faith, then mm-hmm. make you listen to my terrible album of just influences on our sleeves. Then we're gonna follow it up with some originality to where you can't completely be like, this is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life because you heard that on the previous album. Yeah. So Fred's building you at this point. He's like, Yo, you thought you heard, you thought you heard the worst you've ever heard. Well, you did from us. We're gonna we're gonna up our game, but only incrementally. And it was like they to me they upped their game on a very small level on this album. So even though every song, if I heard this album first, I'd be like, "This is the worst shit I've ever heard." But I had heard the last album, yeah. So it's like they're kind of winning me over in the most slight of ways. Like the first album, I would be like, "That shit's garbage." Mm-hmm. This album, I'd be like, "Yeah, it sucks," but it's also super popular i give it that little bit of credit sure yeah yeah which is sad i understand i get what you're saying track number seven nobody like you yeah i was just like whatever they they had me they had me on a little bit of an adrenaline high that like oh limp biscuit found themselves a little bit and then i'm 
Oh, and they still suck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I kind of, I don't know. I don't want to say I, I don't want to say that I feel bad for Wes Borland. He uh, keeps going back to it. And he keeps going back to it. I think he likes that shit. I, oh, he would have to. And his side projects were not successful. Oh, they're terrible. So they're worse than Limp Biscuit. Yeah, they, they were. Uh, track number eight, Don't Go Off Wondering. I just put, man, this is so simple. No, I didn't like it. It's just simple. Track number nine, was it 1999? Yep. Uh, Nookie Part Two, Frat Boy Jam. Yeah, I just put that it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> In Together Now with Method Man. I put, I like this. I liked it. I was it. digging it. Yeah, I liked it. I, I, think, I think Rap Fred is better than Screaming Fred. I think so too. I think Method Man kind of saved the day. Right. It was pretty good. With you on that. Track number 11, Trust. I don't have any notes. I put interesting opening, and this is new metal as hell. Okay. Totally new metal. Track 12, No Sex. I put poor Fred. I get it, buddy. Sex is fun. You're not getting it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Featuring Aaron Lewis. Oh, Aaron fuck. Lewis was on this track. Oh, good good heads up on that one. Yeah, I thought uh, this track, uh, Fred was saying, it's never my fault. It's just your fault. You know why I forgot that that Aaron Lewis was on this track? Why? Because it's been a while <laughs> since <laughs> I heard it. Been a while. <laughs> no, no, no sex. It's been a while. It's been a while. Well, it has. Well, yeah. Fucking Aaron Lewis. Aaron Lewis. Yeah, that's a that's another story for another time. It is. Show uh, me what you got. This was bad. Bad lyrics. I need a Kleenex when I leave Phoenix. Shit like that. Oh yeah. You, your notes are very similar to mine. I got such silly shit. The city shout-outs are ridiculous. It's bad. Johnny Cash did it, motherfucker. Okay, Johnny Cash did it correctly. And I think after this album, if I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken, Fred Durst shouting out cities just doesn't work. Yeah, it's bad. That's what the whole song was just, Smoked a big what can I rhyme with Phoenix? Smoked a big fatty in Cincinnati. Yeah. That's what he said. Oh, the, the, yeah, uh, it's... I, I could probably get my eight-year-old to sit down and write, like, hey, buddy. It'd be better. Look at the map, find all the big cities, and find something that rhymes with them. And report to me tomorrow. Yeah. We'll Fred, record that shit. Fred Durst makes my ears burst. Yes, Fred Durst makes my ears <laughs> yeah, burst. I don't know. That was fucking yeah. awful. Um, yeah, so uh, this was really bad. This, it like it is. It's real bad. Uh, the next track, A Lesson Learned. No even, even if this would have been good after hearing Show Me What You Got, I just it was bad. The outro was bad. Yeah, just noise to me. Uh, outro, yeah, awful. Mind of less, not worth talking about. Uh, it's just talking. I my final thoughts though. This was way better than the first album, mm -hmm. and it's a very, 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 very small guilty pleasure with a few songs. Okay, and I and I wrote that they found out they found what they do well at least. Yeah, and that is these catchy pop new metal jams like Nookie and Break stuff. Like it's appealing to. To a simple mind. Yeah. You know, appealing to those simple-minded folks that, you know, we've all been there. We've all went to a party and ran into that guy that wasn't wearing a shirt that had tattoos done by his neighbor all over his chest and arms and was smoking a cigarette and had his hat on backwards. And, you know, Nookie comes on in the house and he's outside smoking and he just instantly starts swaying to it. Like, <laughs> yeah. we've been there. We know that guy. We know that Limp Biscuit target audience guy. Yeah. Limp Biscuit found him, got him to spend their money. Fucking again. 
Well done, Fred. Chocolate starfish in the hot dog flavored water. <laughs> yeah. This is when you really figure out that the title alone of this album is like, okay, they absolutely are not taking themselves ultra serious here. Sure. They're not. Rolling Stone, 30 years after this album, is not going to talk about an album called Chocolate Starfish and right. Hot Dog Flavored Water right. in a glowing, you know, one of the top albums of all time, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot... No, it's not going to happen. They're, they're joking around. They're fucking around. I, this is where I'm like, okay, this album title alone again... Trace Atkins territory, I'm starting to appreciate how non-serious they are about their career. Yeah, yeah. Does it mean I like the album? I don't know. We got another intro. whoop de fucking do Hot dog. Tell me about hot dog. Hot dog. Uh, really like the guitar. Uh, I heard some uh, smack toward Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, Trent Reznor basically, you know, said Limp Biscuit sucked. So Limp Biscuit's like... We'll talk about Trent Reznor. Yeah. Um, it just didn't do a whole lot for me. Fake-ass titties on a fucked-up chest. <laughs> yeah. Key line from that song. Fake-ass titties on a fucked-up chest. Yeah. It, it, <sighs> the, the, Fred's lyricism is so bad. And I really want to believe that it's on purpose. Uh, yeah. I want to believe that because he did it, man. He did it. Those guys are well off. Oh, sure, They're yeah. set for life. Sure, yeah. Because of fake-ass fake titties on a fucked-up chest. <laughs> yeah. Like, just taking the most simple thing and running with it. Just just kind of crazy to me. The song, I don't have anything else to say besides that. Uh, track three, My Generation. We all know it. No, no, no sense in lying about it. My future generation, we don't... Don't give a fuck, Ed. <laughs> so many shirtless dudes huffing gas are loving this shit. <laughs> yeah. Never give a fuck about me and my gender. They're like, oh, God, I can't wait to huff gas when I get home. <laughs> it's a popular hook. It works. I don't, you know, it doesn't impress me. Yeah. But I hear, I hear why, <laughs> I hear why a less sharpened mind would just attach right to this. An angry, just angry fucking young adult in their 20s. Just, this is my shit right here. Yeah. I Fred wonder. Durst talking about, his, no one no one likes our generation. He just, he appealed to what I like to call, I better not say it. Do you think that was his uh, targeted audience? Yes. Do you think so? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just just your your fucking post grunge, you know the guy that only liked grunge because it was heavy and it was edgy and it was dirty, mm-hmm. you know Fred Durst. Just he grabbed those leftovers, those people yeah, that moved on to yeah, that moved on to you know a little better music for that time. Which I don't know what people were listening to after that. Sadly, I was jamming shit like this and Nickelback and not not over and over i was looking for that next group sure so i was grasping at straws buying these albums from these new acts like limp biscuit and corn and like man there's got to be like something you know register with me please and and fred was just picking up all those crumbs and turning those people into limp biscuit fans and 
it worked. It totally worked. Uh, song four, Fool Nelson. I just put my God these lyrics. Uh, knock the fuck out. Mouth writing checks that your ass can't cash. Like that oh, is my God. My notes lost my respect at your ass's writing checks that your ass can't cash. So bad. How bad is that? But again, shirtless gas huffers are loving this shit. They're loving it. Oh. Fucking huffing that fucking 93 and just loving it. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. My way. A fun to sing along catchy song that sucks. It's uh, another one. Hit Factory Limp Biscuit. Entertaining hook. Uh, a little bit too much <laughs> Linkin Park for me. Yeah. And I'm not a big fan of Linkin Park. Nor am I. Never did understand that one, but there are some uh, hardcore Linkin Park fans uh, out there. I bet. I bet hardcore so. Linkin Park fans probably out there. getting ready to cuss us right now, but that's all right. We'll probably I'm have to deep skin. dive them at some point. <laughs> I would. <laughs> you you seem you seem it, it, it entirely excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> your eyes and your noise, and then uh, I, I would. Yeah, yeah. I'd do it. Uh, my, so we got my way. Listen, what'd you think? It, I thought it's a it's a fun, catchy song. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like super ridiculous lyric wise that would just make me hate on it initially. It's just it's a it's a guilty pleasure song. It's catchy. They knew how to write a catchy song. But you know, we're we're pushing towards halfway through this album and if you really hone in on everything, you've got my generation, mm-hmm. which everyone our age knows. Sure. You've got my way, which everyone our age knows. And then my way or the highway cuz that's such a <laughs> lame lyric and it's Sure. Just, and then you've got the next song, Rollin', which everyone knows. You, It is so hard to hate on them completely because it's like, okay, a band like this should technically be a one-hit wonder. Yeah, that's that's good. Nookie, yeah. it should have stopped at Nookie. Or, sure. You know, Faith was a cover. I'm not going to count it. It reeled them in. Nookie, it should have stopped there. But Limp Bizkit made sure it doesn't stop there. <laughs> yeah. And they kept pumping out hits. Yeah. Isn't it weird that the guitar players dressed up like a devil from another planet playing rolling? Yes. Isn't that just, it's just so weird to me. I, it's, it just, I think it's why we want to go watch them live because but I like, just, I like weird. It is very weird. Yeah. It doesn't, none of this makes sense. And maybe that's why I'm so drawn to this hope even though even though up to this point it just sounds like i'm talking straight shit yeah i know what you mean but i'm not yeah i i hope they come back in a big way because i think it would be glorious i think it would be <laughs> yeah. magical yeah glorious and impressive <laughs> yeah. and i think it's possible if they come out with an album that's that is as stupid it would not, significant other in it Chocolate would not Starfish. surprise me with their uh, their planned timing to hit and be have something successful again. Oh no! It All they've got to do me. is release something as stupid as this album and the last one, and I they will fucking hit it big again. And I'm fucking laughing my ass off at the next track, living it up. <sighs> the lyric. 
I've seen Fight Club 28 times. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good, good movie, Fred. I we love get it. Fight Club. I do, and too. I've probably seen it eight times. Yeah, me too. But why would you put that in a fucking song it's just Fred. to bridge a gap between a hook? Life in the fast lane. Oh, and I didn't catch this until I saw the uh, Lollapalooza performance, and we said, I've seen Fight Club 28 times. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Nobody's ever said that in a song. Proud of that shit. Yeah. But I mean, you know, this is the same guy that's like, life in the fast lane, my way or the highway, did it all for the nookie, yeah. my, my, my future generation. Like, he's just, he's finding these key phrases and keywords. Fred knew the algorithm before the internet. He did. He knew the algorithm before the internet happened. Yeah. And the internet was around when these guys he were was around. But he, algorithms weren't quite what they are today when Limp Biscuit was around. Fred had an algorithm. He's like, Highway in this song, Fastlane in this song, Nookie in this song, Generation. He knew. He knew. The motherfucker's a genius. He was dropping hashtags before hashtags were a thing. That's right. Elon Musk ain't got shit on Fred Durst. <laughs> ain't got shit on him. <sighs> then you got the song, The One. Eh. Nothing, I got nothing on this one. Uh, just was that with Exhibit? Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Exhibit. Oh, no, no, no. Get your groove on. The next song is with Exhibit. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. The, the one gotcha. was kind of a... Eh, it was kind of a... I, I hate to call it a lovey ballad, but it's sort of a lovey ballad. I have a bad version of Rearranged. Yeah. For the one. There's a lot of part twos with Limp Bizkit. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of lot of that going on yep. get your groove on with exhibit i never liked exhibit yeah i'm still surprised that limp biscuit has got these guys coming on their albums because exhibit was big at this time yeah and this song i didn't like it at all just yeah. thought it sucked take a look around the mission impossible song mission impossible groove. again fucking nailing it like yeah. pumping out hits that's good that sticks in your head it's, i mean it's, yeah yeah I, it it's just I can't, I can't, so, like when I'm listening to it, I can't believe it. I'm like, what these guys accomplished with a minimal songwriting skill sure. is incredible. Yeah. And, and honestly, Wes Borland says he can't play Ying Wei style shit. He's probably not lying. Maybe he is not a great guitarist. I, I just don't know. Maybe none of them are really considered to be even good enough to be at this level of success that they're at it doesn't matter they, yeah. they fucking found a formula and an algorithm to get you to listen to them and to sell albums still impressed this is the first time i've ever gushed over a band that i thought was just absolutely awful <laughs> yeah yeah take a look around then we got it'll be okay and i was just all i had my notes say yeah yeah that's all i mean just a lot of years yeah It'll be okay. Not really for me. Uh, track number 12, Boiler. Boiler. In the intro, I heard like three seconds of Adam Jones from Tool. Little, oh, yeah. A little guitar group. Oh, yeah. Just, just a little tiny, just and, a little bit of... And they liked Tool at this time. They were yeah. Tool fans. I, uh, they tried to be serious. I, I put that this band tries to be serious at times and it doesn't work. This is one of those times. Boi yeah. Boiler was a little more, let's try our hand at actual seriousness and, and rock and it's it just sorry you can't do a song like nookie and say life in the fast lane and my way in the highway and then expect us to take you serious yeah that's later. a it's it's a, a really quick transition i mean i just it just from one track to the next yeah yeah so 
It's kind of kind of weird. Track number 13, Hold On. What'd you think about that one? See above note, they're trying to be serious and it's not working. Yeah. It's just it's just not working. I I didn't like and that's the crazy thing. I'm talking about how much this band does really terrible lyricism and really cheesy hooks and but yet when they try to be serious, I'm like, mm, just give me more nookie. That's it's like a it's a ghost. Ghost. Oh, ghost sorry. in the studio. Yeah, Have I didn't like it. Take a seat. We've got another mic. Yeah. Have, oh, hey, buddy. Yeah, sit down. This mic right here. <laughs> yeah. Even ghosts like Limp Biscuit. See, that's how fucking <laughs> smart they are. Yeah. Rolling with Rappers is next. Awful. 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 I did not like it. did not like the outro. We have an outro on this album. Again. Got another outro. Yeah, just wasn't a big fan of it. No. My final thoughts are this is Significant Other Part 2, which is a good and a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I put Limp Biscuit is indeed a hit factory. There's no denying it. And if you were 20 like me, you saw how huge they were at this time. Sure. They yeah. really were a big deal. Yeah. They were a yeah. fucking big deal. This is three albums in on this band. Mm-hmm. They are a big deal. Sure. And then it all went away. <laughs> yeah. Results may vary came along. This is this is the decline. This oh. is the decline of Limp Biscuit is this album. This is when they did not keep pumping out the hits. And we'll start talking about why. Track one, re-entry. I've got ICP-like opening. <laughs> the circus intro. With a Mike Patton slam, I'm pretty sure. Because there's a moment where someone says, what is it? Okay. And I think in the response, they're like, what is it? It is Loop Biscuit. <laughs> like, <laughs> something yeah. stupid like that. And I'm yeah. like, the guitar was kind of cool and weird. Which is odd, because there's no West Borland on this album. Okay, this was the album. This was the album. This is a West Borlis-less album. Okay. So maybe maybe you could attribute that to this being their decline in popularity. And and don't get me wrong, I think there's a hit or two on here, but they they kind of pale in comparison to the hits we've grown used to on the past few albums. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about this album. I'll I'll let you take the lead on it, and then I'll, I'll follow up with a few comments. Uh, just, uh, initially, uh, horrible, horrible cover art. Oh God. It was bad. So bad. What? I thought you guys broke. I mean. Uh, It was weird. Yeah. It was just Fred Durst, like seemingly making a Trump butthole face into the camera and they just layered it with green. It was fucking awful. Yeah. It was, it was not good. Lazy. Almost lazy. Yeah. Uh, track two, eat you alive. Uh, I thought the music and the flow of this song was some of the best Limp Biscuit I had heard. Okay. But the lyrics are just silly and sexual. Okay. I mean, he's talking about eating you alive like he's dying for some pussy. Yeah. Dude is dying for some sex. Sorry to be so vulgar. Yeah. He's dying to have a naked girl in front of him. I'm sure he was able to accomplish that being a famous musician. Mm -hmm. But maybe he didn't like, you know, his the, the, the choices he had. But the music and flow really solid. I like. I thought this song. This song had massive potential. Again, ruined by Fred's lyrics. Track three. Give me that mic. I wrote Fred's hardcore rap has improved. I think, but the lyrics are still as cringy as ever. But his flow. His flow was seemingly better on this album so okay. far. Okay. Track four, underneath the gun. I thought again, musically fine, which I'm surprised because Fred uh, West Borland's not here. Mm-hmm. Fred's voice is okay. He's singing. It's not, it's not bad. 
down another day, track six, I, I put, this is a new limp biscuit and it, and sonically to me, it was pleasing. He's still ruining shit with his lyrics, but sonically I felt the difference in this band. They went away from the West Borland and I can't believe I'm even saying this because mm-hmm. West Borland is and was my favorite person from this band. Sure. Yeah. But I felt like this music was better. Okay. Then the albums with West Borland. I there was more technical oh, guitar I was work. Say more. There was more solos. Mm-hmm. It was more for some reason I felt like this was gonna be a more rap oriented album without West, but it wasn't. It was more rock oriented and it was less screamy. And it was actually more appealing to me musically. The problem is there's no hits that grab you whether it be in a bad way or a good way. So you can almost feel listening to this album that their popularity is going away. One, because they're trying something new and no one wants new Limp Biscuit. They want cheesy Limp Biscuit. Mm-hmm. They want Limp Biscuit with cheese. <laughs> this Limp Biscuit was trying something new. They were trying to be a rock band. And to me, the music was working uh, almost over. At the song after the one I just talked about, Down Another Day, Mm-hmm. Almost over, I feel like is their best song to date. Okay. Maybe not the catchiest or the most crowd pleasing, but for me, it's actually a solid song. And for the first time, I can actually say that I enjoy it. I enjoy the song Almost Over by Limp Biscuit to the point where it might make it on a playlist I make. You'd go looking for it again. Possibly. I might go. Yeah, I have. With okay. you know, after I heard this album the first time, I went back and re-listened to that song afterwards. I was like, "This is actually, this is actually a good song." Okay, it fucking shocked me. Yeah, I like the song "Almost Over," and and I stand by that it's my favorite song at this point. It's it wasn't a hit, nothing like that. It may have had a single, but I don't know if it did. But I like this song. Uh, track seven, build a bridge. I put this one solid too for Limp Biscuit, at least. Uh, as far as the the real, somewhat serious songs go, this is okay. It, I felt like it was growth. They're no longer limp. This biscuit They're is hard. stiff. This biscuit is hard. <laughs> They're hard biscuit. This biscuit's making me hard. <laughs> I'm getting a hard biscuit off this shit. Not really. Again, this album, I understand why it was the the start of their downfall because it's this is a different limp biscuit no west borland they're trying something different i imagine results may vary is why you know reflects that like results may vary you may like this you may not we're trying something a little different and i liked it a little bit more and found one song that i actually don't mind hearing again red light green light track eight snoop dogs on it it was fun but it's awful Red light, green light. Yeah. Red light, green light. Yeah. <laughs> Take it home. Bored to death. The only one. Bored to death. Let me down. Track 11. A lot of rock songs on this album. I put That's Okay With Me. Lonely World. We got Rap Fred, Rock Fred, and it's okay. It's not bad. It's not good. It, it's just okay. Phenomenon. Heavy Fred. Rap Fred makes a return. Just back and forth, rap, Fred, heavy, 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 Fred, rap, Fred, heavy, rap, heavy, rap. I just put this shit's goofy. It's starting to go downhill in a bad way. Like the first half of this album, I was like, okay, 
Limp Bizkit's doing something new. They're like, fuck that. We're going we're gonna to go back and... The, 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 the album's too long. It's 16 tracks. It's too long. Track 14, uh, Creamer something, Radio is Dead. I was bored to death. Mm-hmm. Head for the Barricade. Second half of that song is faltering rap rock, yelly, screamy Fred bullshit. It's mm-hmm. fucking awful. Mm-hmm. Track 16, Behind Blue Eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I think it's a good song. I know it's a cover. Mm-hmm. It's The Who. Mm-hmm. But I think I think it's really well done. That's the only good thing I have to say about this. It's really album. well done. I thought that was very well done. It, it is very well done. Fred and company are really good at covers. Yeah, they're really that's good, good at covers. That just I I'm, I just now saw that. I agree with that. They're very good at covering stuff. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I think it's a good song. I don't love it, but I think it's good. Seventeen, all mm-hmm. that easy. I was just like, why? This fuck silly. Why why didn't this just this should be a B side? Drown, track eighteen, ends on a somber, boring note like some of their albums have. No outro on this one. My final thoughts, this album had some growth, was musically better, uh, which is odd without Wes. Uh but I was like, is he really a good guitarist or does he just fit Limp Biscuit well? Sure. I have so many questions after this deep dive, sure. honestly. Yeah. But I thought this album was musically their best, which doesn't appeal to Limp Biscuit fans or casual listeners. Mm-hmm. So I get why it wasn't big. I put that they tried to be serious a lot here and it worked better for me, mm-hmm. but it's not going to work better for fans of the traditional Limp Biscuit. Again, I won't be listening to this album again. Mm-hmm. By no means am I like, Hidden Gem! No. Right, right. No Hidden Gem here. Almost Over is a Hidden Gem to me, but that's just one song. Yeah. The rest of the album was <clears throat> a little more listenable as a 40-year-old as opposed to a 20-year-old, but it's still it's still Limp Bizkit. Yeah. You know, it's still just, there's just nothing great going on here. Any any thoughts besides Behind Blue Eyes? No, I just had a lot I knew of this. you hated this one. Yeah, I just was not a fan. It just was not for me. Yeah, and I, I knew that going in, and, and maybe that played a part in... Uh, me giving it some extra attention and finding a couple bright spots, but overall, mm-hmm. I was with you. It just wasn't. There's, you know, at least the first three albums, they they found an audience and appealed to them and, and were huge. This album, they kind of shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, I think so too. I appreciate what they were trying to do. It just sure, didn't, it didn't sure. work. Yeah, it just yeah. didn't work. Yeah, unquestionable truth part one. Wes Borland is back. Mm-hmm. You can hear it. This album's heavy as fuck. Yeah, it is fucking heavy. Track one, the propaganda. I love the guitar tone, and I love how heavy it is. But Fred will be Fred! <laughs> yeah! My notes, track number one, the propaganda. Uh, damn good sound. Really shitty lyrics. Dude, the guitar was like a rumbling adventure. Yeah. But then Fred just, give my exposure. Fucking unquestion the truth. <laughs> truth. Yeah. You're ruining the whole goddamn thing, Fred. Uh, shut up, Fred. Just shut up, Fred. <laughs> Pick up a fucking harmonica. No, don't do that. But Little tidbit. Every single track on this album starts with the word the. I noticed that. Propaganda. Then we got the truth, which again, I love the music. Wes is back in a big way. Mm-hmm. I like that last album musically, but Wes brings the power to this. Band. I think so, too. He brings the power we didn't know that until he was gone right right 
I heard some good music on the last one. Sure. Limp Biscuit doesn't make good music though. Right. Limp Biscuit brings the power and the dumb shit. Yeah. And Wes yeah. is back with the power, and lo and behold, Fred is back with the dumb shit. <laughs> yeah. Track <sighs> number two, the truth. Good jam. Uh Fred. Fred's just saying everything is everyone else's fault. It's yeah. not my fault. Yeah. It's just that's uh, Fred for you. Yeah. That, that's old Fred. <laughs> yeah. The priest. I put, eh, weird jam, but with nice, heavy guitars. I yeah. mean, this, this album at least has me with the nice, heavy guitar tones. And and Wes has a cool sound. Yeah, he does. So it's He not, does. He really does. He does. It's uh-huh. not unlistenable, thanks to Wes. Yeah. Track four, The Key. Old Fred returns. He's rapping a little bit. Waste of a recording. This I said, song sucks. I said this is some really bad public enemy. Yeah. 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 Not really bad. bad. Didn't like it. The Channel. I just thought it was noise. Just noise. The story, track six, more noise. The surrender, another boring ending. Just uninspired. Seven tracks of, if you're going to put out a return with Wes, why are you making a seven track? I Again, the first three songs had me with the guitar. Not had me wanting to listen to them twice, but, but had me like, yeah. oh, Limp Bizkit's back a little bit. Yeah. They're a little more angry this time, but they're back. But why even bother with this seven track? Like, if Wes is coming back, do a Limp Biscuit album. Do a fucking, do, you know, Cookie. <laughs> yeah. Do Cookie and do, you know, My Preparation. <laughs> and, you know, do, do do some parodies of your old jams or something. This album was raw. I appreciated that. It was almost like a garage rock album. It was. That's a good point. Yeah, I agree with that. It Had its a- moments. Uh, but mostly it was just kind of fucking uninspiring. Yeah. Just whatever, you know? It's almost like they were fulfilling their contract or something just by putting something out. Maybe I mean, they were. Just, I don't know. That it, might it be good. it because the next album's on Cash Money Records. No shit. Yeah. Lil Wayne. I did not know that. Yeah. Gold Cobra? Gold Cobra. No shit. Lil Wayne, Cash Money Records. That probably explains the uh, video for Gold Cobra a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Butcher? Uh, uh, but yeah, it was, it was just a mediocre album, but then, then we, then we move on to the cash money gold Cobra. That's interesting. And I, uh, I fought this album off for a long time. I never listened to gold Cobra. I was, I was afraid. I was afraid too. Uh, I did listen to the unquestioned truth. I forgot at the beginning of this episode, first two albums. Yes. Singles off third. Yes. I did listen to the unquestionable truth because they were gone and nothing was going on, and I saw it pop up as a new release. I was like, I'll give it a chance. Sure. But I never did that with Gold Cobra. I didn't either. Or results may vary. So there's a lot of newness in this for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gold Cobra, the, the intro track is called Intro Bro. <laughs> <laughs> How fucking slick is that? I love Kind of. Kind of love that they called uh, it Intro Bro. Uh, I was like, they're back. Limp Biscuit might be back now because <laughs> yeah. the opening track is called Introbra. <laughs> Time to get real. Track two, bring it back. Mm-hmm. I thought the beats and the guitar are kind of fucking sweet. Then it speeds up, and I cannot lie, I fucking dig it. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. I dig it. Uh, I have the music was good. Uh, the lyrics, not so good. But that's just a They never pattern. are. They never are. That's just a pattern. But at the same time... I'm like, ooh, this is Lip Biscuit. <laughs> like a yeah. it's such a weird band. Track three, Gold Cobra. First time you're I 
We're going to differ here. First time that I can say this. I liked Almost Over, and I still think it's probably my favorite Limp Biscuit song, if I, if I really have to choose one. Okay. I love the fuck out of Gold Cobra. Okay. I really do. It gets stuck in my head. The flow is really good. Okay. I, I will find myself driving, and I'll go... Cold is so cold, it's so cold, it's so golden <laughs> now. Golden Cobra. I can't, like, it gets stuck in my head. I, I'm i not going to lie on this podcast. I love the song Gold Cobra. And I understand that, and I respect that. And I will that. listen to it again. Uh, I've listened to it, like, I, I can't lie. I've listened to it, like, 50 times. I'm going to tell you what. I listened to the previous album and then jumped right into this album and still had that previous album taste in my mouth yeah i was a little bit better going into this album um gold cobra i wanted it to be better i was disappointed uh strong ass name i thought you know this gets my attention you know uh now to be clear the song gold cobra the title the, track the is title what I'm track loving. yes it uh I, I wanted it to be better i loved it okay i i, I don't know why i fucking love this song and at any time I'm in a mood to not, do you ever watch anything like movie wise or TV wise? And you're like, I don't feel like processing information tonight. I don't we, feel like thinking about anything. I want to put something on yes. that I don't have to think about. If I want to browse on my phone and I'm not going to miss anything with this show on baking shows do that for me. I, sure. like, I enjoy baking shows because I don't have to pay full attention to them. Like I would a Dexter or Inception. Inception. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. exactly what you mean. Yeah. Like a Marvel movie where I can't miss something or, you know, a law and order where I can't miss a key detail or I'm going to, the whole episode is going to be fucked up. This is, this is kind of what gold Cobra is to me. Like, man, I don't feel like having my hair stand up on end from Brandy Carlisle today. Yeah. I don't want to be like, dude, it's so good. <laughs> I just want to fucking let loose in my car. Yeah. Act a fool. Look at people while I'm driving by, shaking my head and fucking smiling <laughs> like riffraff. And I'm going to, that music for me as i uh, I'm putting gold Cobra on when I feel like that. Okay. And I it, and it, it really, it really fills a need for mindless music. Sure. That is catchy to me that to me, their time had passed, but this is a catchy ass fucking jam okay. to me. Okay. Still impressed. I'm going to give it another chance just because I said you, you've inspired me to give it another chance. But like I said, I kind of had this previous album, a bad taste in my mouth. Next time you drive somewhere, just Going turn this, Gold Cobra up. I need to just isolate this track without yeah. all the other, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. other tracks. Yes. So I'll definitely give that another track. I have track number four, Shark Attack. Shark this, Attack. It sounds like OG Limp Biscuit. It does. And I put, and he even says, another one of those days. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh shit, Limp, Limp Biscuit's back. Limp Biscuit. I enjoyed this track. I did too. This is Limp Biscuit doing what they do best with something added, like a little more rock added. And I put, I seriously like it. So there's two tracks in well, actually there's three because I like bring it back. Boom, 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 yeah. These songs are uh they're kind of appealing to me. Yeah. So far. Sure. So Shark Attack, I, I enjoyed it. Like Wes is bringing the heavy. 
Fred's bringing kind of the slightly less douchey but still ridiculous lyrics, and I'm not hating it so far. Good, good. Get a life. I thought this was a tad $3 bill, Mm y'all. A tad results may vary. And overall, I just thought it was just kind of okay, but the guitar was, again, pretty good. I thought the guitar was decent in it. Yeah. Yeah. West Borland doing West Borland things. Yeah. Shotgun. I put Deftonish yet again. The lyrics are fucking stupid, but I'm not going to lie. I'm fucking digging this shit as a mindless jam. Yeah, I have B-side Stone Temple Pilots groove. (laughs) (laughs) Like a B-side. Douchebag. Fucking hate this shit. Oh, this is really bad. This is one of the worst things Fred Durst has ever done. It was bad. The lyrics, it's just so bad. Douchebag, douchebag, douchebag. <laughs> kick your ass, douchebag. Like, dude, one, you can't name a song douchebag. That doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's just cheesy and ridiculous. And he went and and, and did it. Yeah. This song, this is one of the first Limp Biscuit songs that literally pissed me off. Okay. Oh, I know. Douchebag. I'm a fuck you, fuck you, fuck you up. You <laughs> douchebag. I'm like, God. Uh, it's Fred, like a, could you have went any more douchebag than on this song, douchebag? It's like a, a cheerleader. I mean, just, yes. that, just that type fuck of rhythm. You, yeah. You, fuck you up. <laughs> give me a give me a you, give me a yeah. <laughs> Terrible music. Oh, yeah. That's Terrible bad. music. Walking Away. I thought it was a solid song. I really enjoyed this track. You it, know, it's serious too, and it's good. Yeah. You know, I'm a little bit. This album is going back in my notes. I'm a little bit confused about my take on this album. I'm going to give this album another chance because some of it I enjoyed. Walking Away is good. Yeah. Maybe and I Loser. Was, maybe I like I was, Loser a lot. The next track. It's a good guitar intro. Maybe this was steering me away from the previous album's vocals that kind of pissed me off and didn't make me feel very (laughs) good. So maybe at this point, I'm late in the album, kind of getting back into that groove. But just kind of burnt out on the whole journey. I think I was burnt out. And I, I tend to, it seems like a lot of reviews that I do. By the time I get towards the end of the discography, I want out. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not really fair to the artists. It's not really fair. Well, it's Limp Biscuit. It's, it's fine. It's Limp Biscuit, but it's I fine. hate. Uh, you know, if I listen to this album, if I take three weeks off and listen to some really good music and then come back <laughs> to this, I might have a different take on this. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. All I can really say to that is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. Where you are know, we at? Uh, douche. We were on Douchebag, Walking Away, away Solid, Loser Solid, uh, Auto Tunage. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, it's the playful Limp Biscuit again, kind of intrigues me when they're playful. You know, Fred Durst is singing it to it. Like, He's yeah. like, we got to do this on a track. So the next track, you know, 9210, he used auto tune and it was just okay. Uh, track 12, Why Try, I thought just, just okay. Yeah. Uh, 13, Killer and You. I uh, love the guitar. I did too. No, and I thought it was an okay song too, but yeah. the guitar is really good. I thought it was too. Yeah. Uh, but my overall thoughts, this is my favorite Limp Biscuit album. Okay. Yeah. I, I actually kind of love this one. And to be honest, going through this discography journey, I did not listen to anything twice. I paid very close attention to everything I listened to. Mm-hmm. 
but I didn't listen to much twice. I may have listened to a jam here, there, almost over. I listened to multiple times from results may vary, but I didn't listen to every album over and over. The first three, I got the gist. I didn't need to listen to them again. They were Limp Biscuit. Results may vary. I got the gist. They were trying something new. It wasn't completely working. A few songs, you know, I listened to a couple times. Gold Cobra cannot lie. I cannot lie. I listened to this probably five times. Okay. Wow. And, and each time I listened to it, I was a little more happy with it. As that true, I don't know what the fuck I want to listen to, but I've had a long day. I'm kind of stressed. Sure. And I just want to cut loose. Sure. Golden so gold and so gold and so golden, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> yeah. Golden Cobra. It fixed me on my way home from work. Good. I was like in a good, good mood by the time I got out of the car. That's what music should do. <laughs> from this ridic- ridiculous Limp Biscuit album. Yeah. So my favorite one, I thought it was the perfect blend of silly and serious, catchy and creative. Uh, I said to you once that Limp Biscuit could come back in a huge way if they did it right. Mm-hmm. Growing from this album and mixing in some significant other and hot dog and starfish, combining those with the growth they had on this album, I think would propel them into a new stardom in today's generation. Okay. Not saying they've done anything that belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but they fit a need for goofy, playful rock rap that this generation is not as familiar with as we are. Sure. So to me, what goes around comes around. You know, rap kind of did a 90s thing and disappeared and came back 2000s. Rock did a 70s thing, uh, 60s, sure. early 70s, then disco interrupted. Then rock came back around in the 90s, 80s, I guess you can call it, but that, that fuck shit was lame. It was bad. Everything seems to come back around. Sure. Everything kind of comes full circle. That might be their next album title. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, like maybe a uh, full circle nookie or something, you know, I really think that this group can make bank off this generation. I think they could too. I really think and they I can think do it. Fred knows how to make money. He knows how I to. I think so too. I think, well, it's all of them, but I think Fred's leading it. But oh yeah. I can't think of one other band that I dislike so many tracks, but I still want to go see Nickelback. them live. Oh, I don't want to oh, see. Oh, never mind, mind. Never mind. Should let you finish that sentence. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. But I want to see them live. Me too. But again, I don't, but I don't like a lot of their. I don't want to sit down and listen to a lot of their albums. And they're not going to make us listen to the shit that we absolutely hate. They're going to yeah. play the hits. Yeah. You know yeah. they're they're going to play the hits. But it was just like a seeing that performance was like a party that you know I ignored the invitation to. And yeah. I thought, Man, I shoulda. It's a party. Yeah, just a good time. Just, just feel good time. Just a good time. Yeah, that's, that's kind of Limp Biscuit. They're not. They're not trying to. They're not getting too deep with you, like Tool and Company, or you know, yeah. Brandy Carlisle. They're not. That's not what they're about. They're about fucking partying. Yeah, it's frat boy. You know, it's in rock form. It's similar to the Beastie Boys' License to Ill. Sure. Yeah. You exactly. It's just a good time. Yeah. It's a party. Yeah. They're, they're going to say some shit that makes you laugh and be like, oh, this caught me off guard. Overall, Limp Biscuit sucks. Yeah. I mean, they kind of suck. Yeah. You know, they're not. There's no special talents there, but but there is brains in the operation and, uh, you know, appealing to people that just want to let loose on their way home from work and pop in some Gold Cobra. <laughs> yeah. The album cover, too, of Gold Cobra is like three girls that look like they're just 
<laughs> drug the fuck out. <laughs> shit. And, then, and then some little creature behind a tree picking his nose. I couldn't figure it out. And a big just... fucking snake that looks like it's getting ready to fucking eat all those girls like the song Eat You Alive. Yeah. You know, the snake's probably just going to lick their fucking asses and then move about, about its way. And they're all going to be laying there just drooling like that emoji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't. Again, I can't lie. Gold Cobra is my shit when I don't want to think about anything. Makes sense. Put it on. And I think I can honestly say that my mindless album of the year so far in 2021, mindless guilty pleasure is Gold Cobra. Okay. I'm glad you didn't say Trace Adkins. No. No, that's my fun video time with my <laughs> wife know. watching Trace Adkins, uh, you know, talk about honky tonk, badonka donks. That's just entertainment. The music sure. sucks, but, sure. you know, it's entertaining. So this is the Trace Adkins of rock right here, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trace Adkins of rock. Uh, and I can't hate him for that, you know. That Fred said some shit early in uh, in their career that made him a big douchebag. I hope he's grown from it. I think he. I think fuck you, fuck you, fuck you up. <laughs> I think he has. I hope so, and I hope they make a return because I think it would just be funny. I think I'd it like would too. to sit back from afar, watch them just fucking skyrocket to new levels of success with the new generation, and me sit back and be like. Yeah, I've seen those motherfuckers live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a good time. Yeah. But their albums suck. <laughs> yeah. Not total hate on this podcast. For not total biscuit. hate. Not total hate. Pretty bad, though. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It's not Nickelback bad. No, it's not that bad. It really isn't. Mm -mm. So if anybody ever tells you Limp Biscuit's the worst band ever, be like, mm, have you really listened to Nickelback shit? Because <laughs> yeah. his lyrics are honestly worse than Fred's. I think so, too. I agree. Fred looks like fucking Edgar Allan Poe compared to that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. For real. Yeah. But yeah, Limp Biscuit, we did it. I'm I glad we did. Uh, me too. Gold yeah. Cobra's my shit. Yeah, I'm glad we did. I want to punch myself for saying it. <laughs> but Gold Cobra. I love that jam. Love that fucking album. Good. Just a lot of fun. It's fucking Good. heavy. I feel like Wes can steer him in the right direction. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see what happens. We th we have you got any thoughts as as uh, what might be next? Oh wow, I haven't even thought. It's about getting that. tough. Yeah, I mean we could go. We could veer Led Zeppelin. We could veer Lincoln Park. We could veer <laughs> Led Zeppelin is not mindless music. Oh God, no! It's the opposite. Yeah, of mindless. Uh, to be There's dedicated. a million directions we could go. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the answer yet, but maybe we, maybe we figure it out. I don't yeah, know. we'll get something figured out. Something, may, maybe we do need to focus on something that we assume will be good. Yeah, actually good. Yeah, like ICP. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Suggest uh, bands, you guys that listen, which the listeners are growing. Sure. Uh, suggest bands. I've see I see where some of you motherfuckers are from. We've got a nice little following in Texas. Okay, nice little following in uh, Maine. Uh, fucking weird. Uh, we don't seem like crab fishermen to me. Yeah, nice little following in Washington, okay. not D.C., but the state of Washington. Uh, there's folks out there listening. So if you've got a suggestion, a band we should listen to, let us know. Sure. We'd be happy to oblige if it's someone that we know we might have a chance at uh, enjoying. So if you come and say Dire Straits, we're going to be like, been there, done that, fuck off. <laughs> I'd rather listen to Limp Bizkit than Dire Straits. 
Oh, me too. Yeah. Sad but true. I would rather listen to Limp Biscuit's worst album than Dire Straits' best album. Agreed 100%. Yeah. Yeah, throw that shit at a zombie. <laughs> Fucking wing it. We'll see you guys next time. Be a couple weeks here on Stuck in My Generation. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Stuck in My Generation. Again, if you want to suggest bands for us to listen to, send it over to stuckinmygeneration at gmail.com. 